This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I'm joined by the whole GFM team. We're going to go over all of the non-scale victory wins that you should be focusing on on your fitness journey. It's a great conversation. Before we jump into that, I do just want to let you know that we have a competition running. You guys could win six weeks of free, yes, free coaching with yours truly. Now, I really don't actually coach anymore. I'm more, you know, running the business, managing the team, doing all of that sort of stuff behind the scenes. But I just felt uh, this week, I was like, I want to do something. I want to be able to give back. And I thought I would love to get somebody onto my books that I can really pour a lot of my energy into and my time into in really changing their lives as much as I possibly can within a six-week period. So if you want to enter, I have a form that will be linked in the podcast show notes. Complete that. We are going to be revealing the winner next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So this should be coming out depending on where you are in the world on a Sunday or Monday. Um, So make sure you get your application in to find out whether you win. So excited. Anyway, guys, let's jump into today's podcast episode. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I am joined by the GFM team. We have head coach Vanessa and coach Julie. Welcome, ladies. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> okay, I'm going to kickstart this podcast episode with a question for you both. What has been the highlight of your week? Oh, good question. Um, well, today's Valentine's Day here uh, in the States. It's Tuesday. So I had a very good Valentine's Day. What'd you get? Or what happened? Did you get spoiled? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Details? Spill? Uh, my boyfriend's great. Got some flowers. Got a nice dinner. So lovely. How nice is that? Well done, boyfriend. In the good. Well book. done, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, did you get anything? Yeah. So I was actually going to follow that up with you know Valentine's Day too. So <laughs> he got me flowers and some chocolate, and then apparently there's something coming from Italy, but it's been delayed, and it's in like customs or something. So I will be getting that at a later date, but. <laughs> We're going out to dinner after we finish recording. Oh, how nice is that? I know. I'm excited. That is lovely. Fancy. I know. That is very fancy. From Italy. What on earth could that be? I hope it's like thinking too. I hope it's like something like because do they do like handbags or like a nice leather handbag or something? Hopefully it's something bougie anyway. I know. (laughs) Well done. Well, bravo. I um Sorry. <laughs> what was the highlight of your week? Highlight of my week. Ooh, good question. I actually I actually have a few exciting opportunities which I can't talk about too much here right now on the podcast. I may in future but I can't. So that's very like aloof. But that was probably the highlight of my week. I did see Sunny last night, which was a little bit of a highlight. I don't usually have him on Tuesdays, but I went and saw him quickly and he made me he made me a lovely drawing, two stick figures, and he said <laughs> there was one that was slightly taller and one that was smaller. 
Uh, and he said, this is for you because I really, really love you, mum. I was like, thanks. I don't know what the picture means, but thank you. <laughs> so it was good seeing him so far. But it's been a great week. Weather here is beautiful in Adelaide, Australia, so I can't complain. Wow, I feel like there's so much love in the air in this podcast episode. How good's that? Let's no. let's let's continue on with that because what we are going to talk about today is celebrating non-scale victory wins. Yes. So we're talking anything, any kind of progress that someone can make that has nothing to do with the scale. I would have to say the number one query question I get is all around what happens if I don't see any changes in the scale? I'm gaining weight on the scale. Women are so obsessed with that number. And the fact of the matter is, is that number really in a lot of scenarios is irrelevant to your particular progress, right? And I think maybe let's just let's just start there and talk about the difference between weight. So you've got your scale weight. And then if you're wanting to lose fat, what fat loss looks like. So people talk about losing weight. People talk about losing fat. And the fact is, is that when you lose weight, weight can be a combination of all different things, right? So absolutely, it can be fat. It can be muscle. It can be water. And then we talk about when we're losing fat, our body is primarily, well, our body is just focusing on dropping that fat and holding on to whatever else it has. Now, there are so much that can impact what that number says. <clears throat> so if you are wanting to lose weight, <clears throat> excuse me, or if you are wanting to even just maintain your weight, your weight's going to fluctuate. Like mine fluctuates, I'd say like two to three kilos sometimes. Is it the same with you guys? Yes, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you as well, but like whenever I go out and eat the next morning, I will always weigh more. Not even when I eat, if I just know I'm going to be eating more processed foods the day before, I will almost always be heavier, quite substantially heavier. And I'm talking kilos, but let's talk pounds because I know a lot of you are in the US. So that's like what, five pounds? Yeah, I would say like three to five pounds is a pretty like normal fluctuation, just like day to day, honestly. Yeah. For myself. And yeah. Like- yeah. And hormones as well. So we want to think about a woman's cycle and where she's at and you will weigh heavier at different points. You're going to weigh heavier around ovulation. You definitely, definitely retain fluid around ovulation, excuse me. Um, or you will uh, also be heavier right before your cycle and during your cycle as well. So that's another thing to keep in mind. So if you find the scale triggering, and we say this to our girls all of the time, that if you cannot emotionally detach from the scale, you have no right using the scale. You've got to just get rid of it, throw it out, put it in the bin. It's not worth the stress and anxiety it's going to cause you because it's really volatile. It's never going to be consistent day in, day out. So we want to really focus on other things that have got nothing to do with the scale that you can focus on when it comes to how you're progressing and also wins. But I think we also, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, we really wanted to make this podcast episode about actually nothing to do with fat loss and really okay. changes in the physical body. It's more it's more internal and it's more performance-based. Do you agree? A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. It's so overlooked. Like women are so focused on just losing weight, losing weight. But it's like, what else are you gaining in your life when you really take your health seriously? Because those are 
they're the real wins. Ultimately, they're the real wins. Weight loss just comes and it just happens eventually. So let's dive into it. There are so many on this list that we want to sort of uh, go through, but I want to hand over to you, Coach Vanessa. So I guess like when you think about, and we can even draw on our own journey as well around what we found changed when we started to view exercise and nutrition as a means of being the best versions of ourselves. What did you kind of find happened that had nothing to do with weight loss that was kind of like unexpected? For sure. And like, if, if you guys know me, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say training. I love training um, and being strong and just like performing really well in the gym. So for myself, one of the biggest things I focused on, honestly, in my reverse diet was strength goals, performance goals, and just building muscle. Um, I was lacking a lot of muscle mass way back when I started reverse dieting. So that was a really big reason that I started in the first place. And shifting my focus towards performance and like how strong I can get hitting PRs in the gym was probably my favorite thing of reverse dieting. And even now is probably my favorite thing of reverse dieting. I think as a woman, focusing on performance and being strong is one of the most empowering things. And it's often overlooked, I think, in a reverse diet because people are so focused on like fat loss and scale weight going down and things like that. So for me, that was one of my favorite and is one of my favorite things to read with clients as well. Like when they're hitting PRs and lifting weights, they've never thought of lifting. Also something with that too is like doing things in your daily life that are just easier. Like something that comes to mind is when I travel, I can like like put my suitcase over my head and put it in an overhead bin without any help, um, which is like such a weird thing, but it's true. And being able to do like little things like that is so like rewarding and that would never happen without reverse sliding. Absolutely. All right. Coach Julie, over to you. I would have to say something very similar to that with not just like performance in the gym, but just having more energy just in my everyday life. And the fact that I wasn't also just super food focused all the time, I was able to really dive into things that I like really love. So I wasn't spending all that time just thinking about food. Like I would spend hours on my fitness pal just trying to, you know, manipulate my calories or find foods that I could just fit in, especially if they were like low calorie, just because that's all your mind wants to focus on. So like being able to just have that food freedom and flexibility and really focus on, you know, like school, my relationships with other people. I just noticed like my quality of life just like improved drastically from that. <laughs> Do you guys remember like when you were so incredibly food focused where you'd be walking and you'd be watching people and seeing what they were eating or even if they were snacking on foods, like everything you saw was food related. It's like this crazy obsession. And you just think about how much mental energy that took to be able to just think about food consistently and how you can replace that with things that are going to be so much more beneficial for your mind and what you want to achieve as well. I think that was a massive win for me too. Um, Yeah. It's funny. Also going back to coach Vanessa around performance goals. I think like a lot of girls that do find themselves in a situation where they're quite like obsessed with how much they're eating and they're really focused on weight loss generally tend to be perfectionists, generally tend to be um, type A. And what's really cool about that is that we might be a little crazy, right? Because I would say I definitely naturally fall into that as well, but I'm working on it. However, 
what you can do is channel that energy elsewhere. And so channeling that energy into a performance goal is really cool because that's actually going to be so much better for you, for your confidence, for your physical health as well, as opposed to just trying to eat as little as possible and getting as skinny as possible, right? So it's all about, I guess, reframing the way that you think about things. I also want to talk about quality of life and social situations and friendships as well, because when we, even if we're in a planned calorie deficit, you do need to sometimes miss out on social events because you've got a goal that you're wanting to achieve and you can't be going out and eating, you know, out constantly, right? So there's a, there's a time and a place for it. However, when you're consistently terrified of eating more, of gaining weight, of missing a workout, that completely controls your life, which then has has a really, really negative impact on your relationships with family and with friends. And I know both of you have experienced that. Um, is there any sort of particular situation that kind of springs to mind where you think, oh my gosh, cringe, I can't believe I did that just because you didn't want to eat something or didn't want to miss a workout? I have a funny story. So <laughs> when back when I was like really like in more my restrictive ways. So my family's like big on ice cream. Like everyone in my family loves ice cream, still do. And my mom at the time and like my sister and my brother were going to get ice cream. And I don't know if you guys have friendlies where you guys are, like if that's a common thing. I maybe Julie, you have it in Florida, but in Connecticut, like there's a bunch of friendlies, <laughs> or at least there was. Um, and they were all going to friendlies and they were going to get like ice cream and I didn't have the macros for it. So I went, I didn't eat anything. I sat there with my entire family, watched them all eat ice cream, went home and ate Halo Top. And it was just like, that was crazy. So not a fun story, but (laughs) it just sticks out because I literally love ice cream. I always tell, uh, my boyfriend, if I deny ice cream, like something's, something's wrong with me. (laughs) That's a warning sign. <laughs> yeah, red flag, red flag. Yeah, and for what? It's so weird when you think about it. I don't mean to be rude when I say weird, but it is actually weird when you step back and think about that behavior. No, it was weird. No, it was yeah, weird. You're good. It is. <laughs> I, look, I've done weird things too. Yeah. 365 days in a year, one ice cream, when you are so consistent, does jackal. So why is that controlling the quality of your life and making the memories that you want to make and spending time with your family and friends? That's such a red flag. It shouldn't be that way. Okay. So what about you, Julie? I could just <laughs> laughing. You're like thinking about something. <laughs> Hit yeah, us. I had something similar. So it was like Thanksgiving, I believe. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't eat the food. Like my family and stuff is making. I have to bring my own little portioned out Tupperware, like turkey, green beans, my like 10 potatoes. And then I also offered to cook the dessert because I was like, I want to be able to control the dessert and like have it be like sugar-free and like just have all these healthy ingredients in it and everyone at the table like tried it and they're like this is disgusting <laughs> what, on I, earth like, what I was it do you remember <laughs> it was pretty bad not gonna lie but <laughs> do you remember what it was it was some like healthy form of brownies or something sweet like potato that. brownies pumpkin brownies maybe but I was just like, looking around me and I was like, all of these people find this so odd and like they're they're questioning these behaviors. So I'm like, am I actually doing something wrong here? Like, I think I'm trying to be healthy, but in reality, I think I'm actually not in a healthy place. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, a, kind of moment like of, a moment of realization moment of for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking back to, I mean, I've got so many memories as well, but I was on a holday in the U- uh, or in Europe, and 
when I first got there, I was like, so this is when I was like vegan and I was like terrified of any kind of like meat product, right? And do you know how hard it is being in a country where they don't speak English, trying to communicate like what I can eat? I, I literally just tried to find places where I could just get vegetables. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would be, it'd be like lunchtime and it would be an hour of just trying to communicate with different restaurants going like, no, I don't, I don't want the protein. No, I don't want the pasta, just vegetables, just vegetables. And it's like, I ruined so much of the memories of that holiday because I was so scared and I didn't want to lose control of what I was eating. And it was stressful. And like, there was a lot of anxiety there and it's sort of really sad, but that is such a red flag, right? So it impacts our quality of life, what we decide to do in our life and it can limit us, but then also our relationships. All right. So I guess like the victory there is like having the freedom. So like now, as you guys would know, like it is so freeing to not care like to actually not get, you know, you've got goals, you know how to hit those goals, but you also know balance now. You also know like going out to eat will not ruin your progress and it's not going to cause you anxiety. And in fact, if you've got to miss a workout in order to spend time with family or with friends, you absolutely do that because you know that that truly is more important than just getting another workout in. Um, All right, let's go to our next one. Coach Vanessa, do you have any others you want to share? Yeah, for sure. I kind of want to touch a little bit on like a little bit more with like the food focus and the food freedom, because when you had mentioned like, oh, like when you're dieting, you have to have that level of restraint. Like you can't go out as often. I think just being able to have flexibility in your life, like being able to say yes to date night, being able to go on vacation, get ice cream and things like that. That's what you remember in five, 10 years. You don't remember the time you hit your macros unless you're like us and we're like sharing these funny stories. Sure. But like maybe not funny stories, weird stories. But when you look back on your life, you remember all those memories, right? You don't remember the times that you hit your macros, you hit your calories. And I think being able to understand like your goals are going to fluctuate, but understanding also like there are wins outside of your scale. And I think being able to just touch on that a little further, I wanted to. Um, and also something with just like eating more, having more freedom, better digestion definitely comes with a reverse diet. Yeah. Um, and just being able to have more like diversity and more micronutrients like in your food choices is so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think with the digestive part as well, it is a it is hard because girls will have a slow digestive system when they're not eating enough, but they're also going to have digestive issues as they start to increase their calories, which can be quite triggering and hard. But once you get to a place where you're consistent with your food intake, your digestion will improve so, so, so much. And I think that's probably a whole new podcast in itself. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add there, Julie, as well? I just wanted to touch on too. She said like, yes, your fitness goals will always be there. And yes, you can have that balance. But it's also important to understand too that you can still have this great social quality of life, but it just might take you a bit longer to get to your goals. And there's nothing wrong with that either to take kind of that slow, gradual process than trying to get there, you know, within like two months from now. Like it's okay if it takes you a little bit longer as long as you, you know, eventually get there. That's such a good reminder. I think we all want to get to our end goal as quickly as we possibly can. But I think, you know, in most areas of life, the quicker we get to something, usually the less time we keep that thing. And I know that's really hard to hear, but 
when we're talking about habits and creating a life that you want and even like the body that you want, it does take time and it is about shifting the focus off of the end goal and onto the journey, the day-to-day. What can you do today to be 1% better to get you towards your goal? That's where your focus really, truly needs to lie instead of thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so far away. This is my end goal and I am so far away. How can I speed things up? That's just going to get you in a lot of trouble. I also just want to say, and maybe just to round this out, and I know both of you will agree with me on this. The crazy thing is, is that when you shift your focus off of nutrition, off of exercise as a means to punish yourself or to control your life, and you switch that to exercise and nutrition as a way to add value to your life, and you truly choose to do it because you respect yourself, do you know what? That is when those physical changes actually happen. That's when you can stay consistent. And that's really where you find a lot of happiness and contentment and even confidence within yourself. But we kind of think, we believe as girls that it's the opposite. Once we achieve looking a certain way, weighing a certain amount, that we're going to feel happy. That's what's going to be, that's like the, that's like the key that, we are missing to life. And once we get there, that's when things are going to be great. When in fact, it's the complete opposite. You're going to get there. You haven't worked on your relationship with yourself and you're still viewing those things. You're still viewing exercise and nutrition as a means of almost like harming yourself. You're not going to be any happier. And you know what? You're going to end back at square one. You're never going to be able to keep those results long-term. And so really thinking about, okay, how can I integrate this into my life? How can this become a part of my life? How can this just become a habit? But how can I do all of this from a place of wanting to do it because I really like myself, because I want to have energy, because I want to be strong, because I want to have great relationships. And when you find that, that's when the magic happens and that's when you're able to stay consistent. And you know what? You become in control of your own decisions. Food and exercise won't control your life. And that's truly an incredible place to be. You couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) It's true. And it's annoying to hear because when someone's in that, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. No, no, no. I will be happy when I weigh less. I will be happy when I don't have fat around my stomach or like my thighs are smaller. Like you don't get it. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've been where you are and it won't make you happy. It won't make you happy. Yeah. Honestly, I think, I think the very opposite happens. You end up being so much more miserable quality of life just sucks. Like you're even more miserable than you had originally been. And I I literally couldn't have said it better. Like you nailed, you nailed it. I think people really look to dieting and fat loss as a means to, you know, fix their problems, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's not the way to do it. No, absolutely. Thanks so much, girls. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and guys, if you enjoy this podcast episode, please leave a rating and a review, or screenshot it, share it with your family and friends. It all makes the world of difference. But thank you so much for your support. And until next time, big love, Coach Tash and Vanessa, Coach Julie. What's your, what's your outro going to be? What's your outro going to be? You have to do big love. Oh, big love. That's right. I can't, yeah. I can't steal that from you. That's that. That's no, no, you're going to do your own. Oh, I'll have to get back to you. I need, okay, I need sorry, to I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. I'm not good under pressure. Okay. Okay. Well, we love you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. <laughs>